Hey, Jonathan, what's up, man? What's going on, Dez? How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Good morning to you, man. Good morning to you, man. Good morning to you, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Once again, this is a very humbling experience. No problem, man. So before we start, Jonathan, I just want to say thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And welcome to the Dez Experience, man. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, go the same way. Thanks again for allowing me to be a guest. I really um, means a lot. No problem, man. So we're going to get right to it, okay? Okay. So first question, talk about your life story. Okay. Um, so my name is Jonathan J. Williams. Um, I'm 21 years old. I live in San Antonio, Texas. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Um, going through my childhood from, I want to say, five years old is really most of the the far, farthest back I can go remembering um, from five all the way until I want to say I graduated high school. Um, I was very blessed. Um, I was always the most likely child, if you would. Um, a lot of people saw potential in me when I really didn't see it in myself. Um, I always stood out from the crowd. But with that being said, I always knew that I had that, that ambition, that drive, um, and that motivation, and that source of fuel to exceed expectations, not only my own, but the people around me. Um, high school, I was an amazing basketball player, man, amazing. I had opportunities to play um, at various colleges all around the world. I'm sorry, all around the United States, not the world. Wasn't that good now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all around the United States, should I say. Um, and I graduated with the COVID class in 2020. And so I remember um, I was going to Stephen F. Austin at the time, and I was a walk-on. and. Um, I walked on and next thing you know, two months later before our first game, they had shut us down for COVID and we never went back. And so that kind of shifted my mentality. Um, it kind of changed the way I looked at the world and the things around me. You know, obviously we were going through some tough times during that time, uh, you know, social injustices, political crisis, um, a global pandemic, a worldwide global pandemic. And those things really shifted. And so, I just thought to myself, man, I just I just want to do something that'll change the world. And so um, I accepted my call into ministry, man. And um, I just started to see people differently. I started to see that life wasn't always about me. And there's something better out there, not only for myself, but those around me. And so I moved to San Antonio um, in 2021, August 14th. I'll never forget the date because um, I said that's the date that my life changed forever. Um, I came here and I just started putting down roots, man. Uh, I, I do attend school here. I go to A&M San Antonio. Um, I'm in my uh, second to last year. So thankful for that. Um, yeah, like I said, I just started planting roots. You know, I was just, I just wanted to serve my community the best way I could. Um, I was feeding the homeless people. I was uh, giving them blankets, whatever they needed. But the thing about San Antonio, man, is it gets hot, hot, but there's like this dry spell to where it could get like really, really cold. And you, you, you kind of just confused. It's just Texas, man. It's just weird. It's very right. Weird. And so um, when it got cold, I would go out there and I would, uh, you know, help clothe them with clothes that, because, you know, I'm still, sadly, I'm still growing. I don't understand that, but I'm still growing. So the clothes <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> the clothes that I grow out of, you know, I, I'm not going to throw them away. I go give it to them. Um, I uh, host my own podcast. It's called The Uprise. Um, it's a great, it's, it's a great experience. Like I said, I don't do anything for me. I do it for other people, um, and really, so God can get the glory out of all of it. It's a perspective-based podcast, and we talk about um, 
a various amount of topics and how people have um, transformed the world using their calling. And man, it's, it's been great. I'm on my three episodes in. I also have a clothing line called Glorious Now Apparel. Um, sorry about that noise, man. You might hear like a squeak to it. That's my dog. Nah, you're good, brother. I don't know why she decided to come in here. As soon as I start recording, she does it all the time. Um, so yeah, man, I, I just, just blessed to be here. And um, I encourage anybody, when it comes to the past, um, it's a testimony. And we should be willing to share our testimony because you never know that might be fuel for the next person. Exactly. So talk about um, what was like the hardest uh, adjustment you had to make in your life when the COVID verse hit besides not being able to play basketball and stuff. Um, not only speaking for me, but I think a lot of people, it was really a mental adjustment, you know, because we had to really change the way lives look. Um, for me personally, um, I worked, I was working at Home Depot at the time and we were, con- I forgot the term, but we basically, we, we, were, we weren't allowed to close. A lot of people, a lot of places were allowed to close. We were that store, that company that we stayed open during COVID, even through the hardest times. You know, I think it was like March, April, May, June, when it was hitting the hardest. And um, just working and working and working and seeing that sometimes you have to adjust your expectations because things won't go your way. But you have to have such a strong mentality that you're able to function in chaos. Therefore, the destination can stay the same. The journey to get there may change. And so for me, how I shifted my mindset, it allowed me to look at just because things aren't going my way right now doesn't mean that, you know, I won't succeed in that. And so outside of the basketball aspect, um, it, my eyes to see that life wasn't just about basketball. There's so much more out there to be thankful and grateful for and things that you can excel in. And so it just opened my eyes and to see other people struggle and to see, you know, the death toll was just, you know, very high, especially um, up in New York. I don't know. Well, where, where exactly are you at? I'm in Jersey. Oh, man. So, yeah, up there where you are. Uh, right. The death toll, I, I think it's the first part. Of, first time I heard it on um, – TV was in New York and like they were hundreds were dying a day, man. And to see stuff like that on TV, knowing that, yeah, they're far away, but they're not that far away. And that stuff can spread quick. So what are we going to do as a unit to make sure or individuals to make sure that we are helping and not hurting, um, you know, the cause and, and stuff of that nature. And so, it, like I said, it just really shifted my mentality and showed me that life is bigger than me. Right. And I like how you're selfless and you like to help others. That's very big. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I felt like when this first hit, I felt like it was like a reset on the world. Like God hit the reset button. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel this. I think it just goes back to adjusting your expectations because it's just like, man, so many people went unemployed and like, Parents have to start, instead of being part-time parents, because, you know, the school system takes care of them during the day, you had to, like, learn to be a full-time parent, which means you're making breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the same income if you're still getting any. And so it was just like, oh, my gosh, I've seen so many people lose their homes and cars got repossessed. I mean, not because they couldn't afford it, but, you know, COVID kicked them out of the office. Right. So seeing that, I was just like, well, let me just take advantage of the fact that I still can work because I don't want to see my mom <laughs> have to go through that, you know, cause I'm still trying to get through college. And I think right. it was like very tough for like my senior class because we're, you know, we're trying to go to school now and you're trying to tell me that the schools are closed and this, and for some people it really discouraged, discouraged them because, you know, they like, well, I didn't, some of them really didn't want to go to school anyway. So that was just like a thing. Well, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to school now. And, you know, it's just, it was a very tough, tough situation to be in. But, you know, God is faithful, man. We made it through it. And it's still out there. I'm not downgrading the COVID. I know it's still out there, but it's not as bad as it used to be, at least from what I'm seeing now. Exactly. It's all about taking care of yourself and just watching how you move, man. Absolutely, yeah. I agree 100%. 100%. So your next topic is talk about the importance of giving back to your community. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, it's very important. Um, I come from very humble beginnings. Um, like I said, I, I had all my, I had all my needs taken care of. My wants were, um, satisfied for the most part. Um, but giving back, it kind of reminds you that, you know, the one thing I tell myself on a daily basis is don't forget where you came from. Um, don't forget all the things that you were going through and how it, um, felt to go through those things. And I can recall a plethora of times where I've had people who, who really, I didn't even know who stepped in and gave back to me to make me feel like I was wanted. And I feel like the best gift you can give somebody is giving back to them what somebody gave to you. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the whole Magic Johnson, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. It's like passing the torch. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, now yep. it's your turn, and now it's your turn, and now it's your turn. And as a, as a generation, as a society, we have to make sure that that torch per se is continue to getting, um, to being passed. We don't want to drop that torch. So helping someone else, um, it's not, the, the gift of giving is so fruitful, man. Cause most people look at it, look at it as like, oh man, I got to give. Well, if I give, that means I lose. No, 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 no. You may lose money, but I hope money isn't the most important part of you. Because you may give some money away, but you gain heart, you gain respect, you gain this this feeling inside knowing that I helped somebody. So I'm never, whenever I can, like I said, I start carrying cash and I'll put it in like my glove compartment or something just in case I see somebody uh, to just let them know like, hey, everybody else may have walked out on you, but I'm going to give you something just to let you know that there's somebody in this world that still cares about you. And that's very important because a lot of people feel like that they're not loved or care enough about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Also, I feel like, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I was saying it's a, it's a very touchy topic, so I'm True. glad we got the faces on that. Absolutely. Um, I feel like during those times where you're going through the tough times when people were helping you out. I feel like that was like God's angels. He sent down to look over you as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Because like I said, I just know what it means. I know how it feels to be in that position. Um, and you don't, you don't ever want to forget, forget where you came from. Not, not saying where you came from determines where you can go, but sometimes it'll help you help other people along the way because it's about, it's not just about us. It's about everybody. It's about everybody. This world is not going to be better by one person. I know you hear all those cliches like, oh, this one person is going to change the world. I love hearing stuff like that. But realistically speaking, it's going to take us as a whole to shift that. And so that's why we have to stress the importance of helping one another out. Because the more I help you up, the higher I go. The more I put you down, the lower I go. And if I put you down too much, I'll go lower than where you are. And so God will humble you in such an area, man. And so that's why I'm so, so stuck on making sure that I don't close my eyes when I see a homeless person or look down on somebody because I just, they, they are where I was because that's, that's not, that's not a good thing to do. Exactly. God watches and sees everything. Mm -hmm. So your next topic is what are the necessary steps for one to grow their faith. Oh yeah, that's a good one, man. Um, and not to go into too much detail, but I really express every every time whenever I'm speaking on anything, and I only talk out of experience. Um, so before I even say anything, I just want to say that I always talk out of experience. This is not something I'm getting paid to say. <laughs> this is not something I'm saying <laughs> because you know somebody's making me say it. This is something I'm saying because I have experienced it. Um, at my lowest, when no one else was there, God was there. Uh, when there was nothing but darkness, God was the light. When I was feeling my worst, God was the medication prescribed to give me a faith injection. Um, growing your faith wherever you are in life is very important. Um, it's not something that you just accept Christ into your life and then it's over. It, 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 you have to mature your seed, as someone once told me and continue to water that seed and nurture that seed and care for that seed, uh, hold that seed like a baby until, it, until it, it is able to walk. And so growing your faith 
it's very important because I don't know if you heard the cliche, but it's, what is it? New levels, new devils, man. Yeah. Some of us are trying to fight a 2022 devil with 2019 faith. And that's not, that's not, that's not relevant because you have to end up. The Bible says the best to whom much is given, much is required. Therefore, the more God gives you, the more is required of you to maintain the giving. And how do you do that? Well, your faith has to be strong enough to endure the next level of which God has uh, placed in your life. And so for me, making sure that my faith is growing is very important, um, especially with other people. It could be reading my Bible every day. It could be just having some me time and just talking to God. Because that's all prayer is, just talking to God, man. That's all it is. Nothing is just as simple as it sounds. That's exactly what it is. So growing your faith is um, very important. Like I said, not only for you, but for the next person, because you never know who God will put in your life in that next season um, that's going to need a word or a hug or some type of encouragement from you to help them um, get off the ground as well. I often feel like people just need an ear for somebody to listen to their story. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. You'd be surprised how far your words can go <laughs> or how far just listening to somebody will take them. I've been in a whole bunch of situations to where somebody, you know, they call me, they'll text me, they'll email me, Jonathan, I just need to talk, I just need to talk. I need you to say this, I need you to do that. And they'll tell me all about what's going on and they'll just get it all out. And then it's just like, they feel they feel 10 times better. I'm like, you didn't need me, you just needed my ear. It's it's crazy because I go through some of the similar things throughout my life too, and it's like I never met an individual before, but they just start talking randomly. I'm like, all right, I'm like, God, you must be sending this person to me for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you got a keen eye for that because that's that's a good thing to have not to to know that you know, like it's kind of sometimes it gets kind of you know weird or something if somebody come up to you and start talking to you in a grocery store. You're like, man, I just came in here for some milk. I didn't want to hear about. Your eye right. <laughs> 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 Having a keen eye for that man, Dev, is it, cool because it's just like like you said, God is sending somebody your way, and the blessing is always not for you; it's for the person that He sends your way. And so, having a keen eye for that is great. I'm glad we talked about that. Absolutely, because when I was younger, I often wondered, like, why is this person talking to me? I don't know them, and then as I got older, I started to understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, get the weird stuff away from me, man. I just came in here to get some, some Velveeta cheese for my nachos. You playing? Exactly. I got you. See this grocery list right here? This is what I'm here for. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, life can be strange like that sometimes. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so your next topic is how does an individual have self admiration without coming across as being conceited? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I share the story a lot. I read a book called Strength-Based Leadership by Tom Rath. If you guys haven't read that book, you should really get it. Um, but one thing he, he, he said that stuck to me, he said, get your strength, everything that you're good at, not what you're bad at, because, you know, we live in a society where we're tell it, we'll tell it ourselves what we're not before we tell each other what we are. And so he said, get your strength and write them on a piece of paper, right? So... For example, uh, Dej, I believe you're a father, correct? Yes. Okay, so for you, uh, congratulations, man. That's that's a, that's a huge. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I had to say that. Yeah. Uh, as a father, you can say, "I'm a great father. I'm a great listener. I support my children. I do this. I just write things on a piece of paper and continuously say that to yourself." Okay. When we when we listen to music and a song is catchy, what do we do? We listen to it over and over and over again. Absolutely. And two days later, you can memorize the whole song. So we are what we hear. We are, in essence, what we eat. We are what we say. We are who we would hang around with. So if you're saying these things, these positive things to yourself on a daily basis, you will then manifest what what exactly you're saying. So for me, um, I remember early on in my speaking career, I just, I had a hard time believing that I was a good speaker. And I think a lot of people have that problem because it's like, well, I hear my voice every single day. I'm tired of it. But everybody right. else, yeah, everybody else does it. And I know that you understand that, you know, obviously having a podcast. And yep. um, it took me to start telling myself, I'm a great speaker. I'm a great speaker. I'm a great speaker. Like, dude, 
I told, I was on a podcast the other day. I said, sometimes you got to get weird with yourself and really talk to yourself out loud. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to talk to yourself out loud and say these things to yourself. But I was reading that book and he told me to do that. And before you know it, I realized that our reality is just a reflection of our mentality. So what we have going on in our head is a replica or a mirrored image of what people see in the physical. So the one thing I pray for in the morning, every single morning, Father, protect my thoughts, protect my mind, because I don't need anything negative going in there. Because if I have negativity in here, people are going to see the negativity in the outward appearance. And so it's important that you speak these great things to yourself. And sometimes you'll have those days, you know, where you know, because you have to be real with yourself. Oh man, I didn't, I didn't do too good on that. Or maybe I failed in this aspect. My, my wife was looking for some affection and I failed to give her affection. I, I failed to be that shoulder for her to lie her head on. It's okay to admit those things as long as there's a comma, but in that sentence. So for example, um, I could say, oh, as a, as, a, as, a, as a father, I failed to be there for my kids today, but tomorrow I'm going to make sure I'm there in that aspect so I don't get a, a repetition of yesterday. And so saying those things really helped me out um, and becoming not only who who I want to be, but who God has called me to be. So uh, great, it's called Strength-Based Leadership by Tom Rath, and I just encourage anybody and everybody to get that book. Yeah, man, make sure you listen to this young brother and get that book immediately. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Like, having positive thoughts versus negative thoughts is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... A lot of people will get down on themselves and then they'll continue and it'll just be the same cycle over and over and over again and nothing positive will come out of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. So you gotta you got something has to break. Something has to break. Absolutely, I totally agree. So your next topic is talk about the ups and downs of owning your own clothing line. There's always, there's always going to be ups. Now, I don't really look at them as downs. There's always going to be ups. Um, my, my clothing line, is, right now, they're just t-shirts, but I just call it a clothing line because, like I said, you always be safe. Um, my, my t-shirt clothing line brand is called Glory is Now. Um, the, the essence of it all is to just show the world that God is here yesterday, today, and forevermore, and we don't have to wait for Jesus to make that big um, big arrival or that re-arrival, if you will, to see that glory is now. And so that's just a testament to tell people that regardless of what you're going through, how big or how small, God is able to still make ways to move mountains and um, part oceans, if you will. And so I haven't really experienced so many downs because I feel my heart is in the right place. Um, what I do, I don't do anything to be famous. I do it to be effective. Um, I feel that when you allow the fame to get in front of the effectivity, so um, I don't charge for my my clothes. I spend my own money on it, and I give it out um, just so God gets the glory out of it all, just to show people that you know I'm not here trying to scam you and just trying to get the fame out of being getting my own you know clothing line or whatnot, but just to show you and to, and to prove the truth and a, and a, and a true message. Um, to go over the cons, I guess, if you will, or the downs. Um, obviously, you know, the the marketing behind it is, is pretty tough sometimes. Um, I had a website at first, and running a website by yourself, especially if your demand is very high <laughs> and your supply and your demand aren't really hand in hand, it gets a little difficult. So I guess that's the down, just um, managing all of that. Because, man, in the essence, bro, that's a full-time job. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's a legit full-time job if you're doing it the right way. And so trying to merge all that with all the other things I have going on, you know, school and then my own social life and then, you know, time spent with my, my, my family and things of that nature is just a little difficult. Um, but I would say that it's 95% amazing, 5% good, if that answers the question. Absolutely. As I always say, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And always know that there's no such thing as a, the right time is now. 
you're going to be saying this is the right time for the next 50 years if you don't start right now. Exactly. God, come down, slap you. Boy or girl, you know it's time right now. What are you talking about? Right. That was the time. That was the time. <laughs> I totally agree. So your next question is, how's your relationship with your parents today? And the other half, what is the biggest lesson they have taught you, you feel personally has affected you as you've gotten older? Um, my relationship, my relationship with my parents is really good. Um, it, it took a while for them to understand exactly what my vision, my future was. So from time to time, we really didn't see eye to eye. It was just more so a mother-son or a father-son relationship. But now that they fully see the results and um, how I move and the things that I'm doing and how my mind thinks, they, they will finally start to get that click of, okay, this is who he is and yet to become. So we have to make sure our connection is on that level while still being true to that, you know, he's our son. Um, the one thing I can say that they have done that's really affected me, um, obviously in a positive way, effect, not effect, um, is that they showed up. They were there. Um, my parents divorced when I was two years old, so I never got to see what life was like living with my dad. Um, but right. I got to, he was actively involved, praise God, and he was actively, actively involved, so I would go see him on the weekends. He's always in my games and practices. Um, the one thing I admire my parents um, in this aspect is that even though they weren't the best with each other and they divorced, they made that agreement that we're going to stay here for him and we're going to be friends for him and we're going to see him through school and things of that nature. So I'm very blessed and thankful for that. Um, they, like I said, they're always there. They always show I never had to. Um, my wants were satisfied for the most part. Um, they, they, I can definitely tell they loved me. Um, I saw some type of love from them that I didn't see my other friends getting sometimes, and it kind of like softened my heart because it's just like, well, why don't your mom do that to you? Or why doesn't your dad say that to you? Or what's going on over here? And so what they've done, obviously, you're not going to always 100% agree with your parents. Everybody has their differences as we did. Um, right. But they set the foundation, and I built off of what they set. And I feel like as a parent, that's the, the main goal that you should focus on. And like I said, I'm not a parent, Dad, you're a parent, so you know this better than me. And it's just me yep. about but as long as you set the foundation, you've done your job. Because at the end of the day, that, that child is going to be who they want to be. They're going to go where they want to go. They're going to talk to who they want to talk to. But as long as you set the foundation and you said this is right and wrong, this is what you should do, as long as you basically uh, gave them ground to step on, uh, I feel like as a parent, you succeed, and it is just from, from where that child goes, whether they go down the wrong road or the right road, I don't think it's too much on you because you've done your job. And so that's what they've kind of inspired me to look at going future when God allows me to produce my own offspring of their fruit in that aspect is to just make sure that foundation is there and just show up. Not, you know, just show up, just be there. Even if I don't know what's going on and they ain't all these different sports and different stuff, it's not for me to understand, it's for me to be present. And um, I think that's going to take me take me down um, a long road from here. Well, I'm glad they they have and still are present in your life. That's very important because there's some kids out there who grow up without any parents or any guidance, and you see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, very thankful. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. So all you can do is just lay the groundwork and give them the tools necessary to survive and be successful in this thing we call life. <laughs> Absolutely. And my question for you, man, how do you, um, not to, not to go too much into your childhood and stuff like that, but, uh, how you, say, you have two boys, correct? Right. Yep. What, what are their ages? 10 and six. 10 and six as you, Oh, wow. I guess it kind of, I feel like it helps you because the 10, you have to say you have a 10 year old. Does that, right. Wrong? Does that 10-year-old help you navigate how to guide that six-year-old because he's already been there? Absolutely. That's 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 the cool part. I find that that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want to have my kids back-to-back -back because 
there's no experience. Like, it's like all of their years is just going to be trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You guys spread it out a couple years. Yeah. So I, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though I admit sometimes the younger one acts older than the older one. That's actually pretty cool. I just look at him like, oh, you got life figured out already, huh? <laughs> yeah. So your next question is, in your own words, what does purposeful pain mean to you? Oh, man, that's a great question. So I'm actually in the, in the process of writing a book. It's called uh, Purposeful Pain, All Things Are Working for My Good. Um, this is just a testament to everybody out there. Your pain has a purpose, okay? There is nothing that happens under heaven that God is um, not in control of. Um, the one thing that we were gifted when Christ died on the cross for, for us is, was free will. And so there is this cliche that goes around, like I said, when I'm speaking there, this is just my opinion, my bias. It doesn't mean that I'm right or wrong. It's just I'm going to go ahead and speak on it. Um, but right. I say that, oh, God is the author. God is the author. So this is our story, and God is the author. And I, was, I just didn't feel that that didn't really sit right with me. I, I don't think God is the author. I think he's the publisher just because we have free will, which means we have the pen. Um, for example, um, like I said, it's a little touchy, so I'm not going to go too much in detail. But let's say, Do your thing, brother. <laughs> let's say, for example, um, like I said, we have free will, correct? And so right. let's say you go out, um, you're married, right? You go out and you cheat on your wife. Did God write mm -hmm. that? Or, no, he didn't. You wrote that. Exactly. And let's say uh, you go out and you rob a bank. God didn't write that. Or you go out and she you sure didn't. Write. God didn't write that. So if we have free will, which means we have the pen, and God will only publish what we Therefore, I don't believe he's the author. I believe he's the publisher. And so what I've learned in writing a book is that the publisher has a say-so on if he wants to publish your book or not. You can't just pay a publisher like, okay, you gotta put this out because I gave it to you. No, 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 no. They're gonna look at it, they're gonna scan it, they're gonna analyze the text, they're gonna watch the dialogue, they're gonna see if you're intellectually correct in some, some aspects, and they're gonna tell you, no, you don't have to do this again, or this part needs to be revised if I'm going to publish it. And that's exactly what God does for us. He will only publish what he wants to publish if it's in the right intentions of his will. And so, um, purposeful pain, going back to that, um, every season of your life has a purpose, but you have to remember that sometimes the journey won't always look like the goal. We all, we all have goal. I believe in vision. I have vision boards and I'll write down certain things. I want to do this in this year. Or I want to do this when I turn this age. Or I want this car. I want that wife. I want this house. I want the job with six figures, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But it's easy to look at. It may not be easy to go through. And so you have to have so much in you or you have to be so connected to the creator and God himself that you have something in you that says, regardless of what I go through, I know at the end of the day, I'm going to win. Not because of what the world is telling me, but what, or what is already written in the word. And so purposeful pain is just to let you know that even though it hurts, it's, it's a purpose behind it. And everything is not always for you. you. You might have to go through a couple of divorces. You may lose mom and dad at a young age. Maybe maybe your, your child committed suicide. Or, or maybe, you know, you got raped at a young age. Whatever it is, every, every season has a purpose. And that's why it's called purposeful pain. Because at the end of the day, you have the victory. And I feel that that's going to speak to a lot of people, especially from my own experiences. Obviously, we haven't talked, we didn't talk about that. But, you know, everybody has those experiences that they went through that you're not that person anymore. Maybe you went through a, a long season of just disappointment and pain and fear and agony and grief and disbelief. And you were just thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, there is no way that God is on my side because I wouldn't be going through this. Because you can have the, you can have the income, your final financial status to be correct. You can have the good job, but you can have the credit, but God is like, okay, yeah, you have all those things, but is your character right? So now I have to put you through certain instances to build your character. Therefore, you're able to endure what I have for you on the other side. Like I said, the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. 
And sometimes it's not a physical, um, a, a physical thing you have to go through. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes you you have to feel what it's like to have your heart broken. <laughs> I think everybody right. wants to do that. Sometimes you have to feel what it's like to not be first and be last. Sometimes you have to feel what it's like to fill a test. So it's not more so about the destination. It's about the journey. And the journey is what's going to make you stronger. Sometimes your current situation won't look like a relevant indication to your final destination. And all pain has a purpose because all things are working for your good. Yeah, you have to always go through something. Life is not a cruise. You can't just cruise through it. You're going to go through some uh, trials and tribulations, some rough seas. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, your last question, which is a bonus question. And when I checked out your profile, I was like, this question is right for him. <laughs> yeah, man. So with all, like all the violence going on in the world now with the war with Ukraine and Russia and things of that nature, do you think someday the day of reckoning is going to happen? Um... Man, that's a great question. Yep. <laughs> you have to do me like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my opinion um, that we don't know when that day is going to come, obviously. Um, I can't sense that day. All I know is that it kind of goes back to what I said about just showing up, is that we have to learn us as humans the species of humans. We just have to learn to love one another. Everything isn't always about money. And as you know, here in the US, that's all most of us care about, especially the, the, the government. Right. And politics and all that, but it's all about money. We will, not, not we, but governments in general, because going back to that Ukraine, was it Ukraine and Russia or Germany or Russia, right? Yup. Russia, Ukraine and Russia, it's all about power. It's all about money. It's all about respect. We, I, man, dude, I was so sick to my stomach. You know, obviously, how our world works. You, somebody leaked the video, stuff that's going on, they should be leaking. And I remember seeing stuff on my feed, man, of like tanks just running people over just for the fun of it. Because if I run you over with this tank, I get my respect. If I do what I was supposed to do, I get X amount of money. We get this power. And we will hurt somebody before we help somebody. And I just thought right. we just have to learn to love one another, man. And, and I didn't say like one another. See, there's a difference between love and liking somebody. See, I love everybody, but just because I love it don't mean I like you. Exactly. Now, you won't know that. <laughs> but just because I don't <laughs> like you, I mean, because I love you don't mean I like you. And love, man, is just, as I said, God is love. God is compassion, man. Um, and we just have to learn how to love one another. We have to learn that everything isn't about money. The Bible says the best money is rid of all evil. And we just have to learn how to love one another. And it starts with everybody just playing a role. Um, I was watching, I'm a huge, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. Uh, okay. Me, follow me on social media. So I can make it man. Hey, oh, huge. I know. Trust me. <laughs> 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 Not you calling me out, man. Okay. No, nah, you're good. It's all good. He's definitely one of the best to ever do it. He's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I watched them play, and, I, and it's like a team, right? On, right. On a, on, a, on a great basketball team, you have the superstar. You have a dominant big. You have your elite point guard slash playmaker. And then the rest of the people, or a good coach, and the rest of the people are role players. And here in the United States, okay, Obviously, politics has to be something, but we have those dominant. We have our star player. We have our great coach. We have, well, I'm just going to say we got a coach. I'm not going to say great. We got a coach. <laughs> <laughs> we got a coach, and we have our dominant big. Us as citizens need to learn to just play our roles. If we just learn how to play our roles, and I'm not even talking about from a political standpoint. I'm not somebody up here just saying, oh, yeah, you need to go vote. Okay. Now, like I said, I'm not going to get into all that. But yeah, we have to learn how to play our roles, and and that starts at home, right? That starts with loving our neighbors next door. That starts with um, disciplining our kids in such a way that they don't, you don't get those phone calls from school. 
we have to learn how to play our role as citizens. We worry too much about the stuff that goes on upstairs. And don't get me wrong, man, I'm not in agreement with everything that happens in politics, especially for the past, what, six or eight years. Right. The one thing that I can say is, regardless of us citizens who disagree or agree, we have never sat in the seat that any of those people are sitting in, and we didn't go through what they went through to get there, which means they have an upper hand. That's the reason why they're up there. And so we have to learn how to just relax, sit down, and breathe, and just play our role. If, we, if everybody just plays our role, it goes back to the great basketball team. If everybody plays their role, you'll see, you'll see you start winning games. You'll get to the playoffs. And eventually, hey, you'll win that championship and get that ring on your finger. And that's the ultimate goal. Let's win a championship. But in order for us to win a championship, we have to identify that we are just role players. We're trying to be superstars. We're trying to be the dominant big. We're trying to be the stretch forward or the point guard. We have to just play our role and just let nature take its course. And that all starts by love. And so... I think I want to leave that one there. <laughs> I get some emails and some DMs, man. <laughs> like, OT, play hard? Let's talk about that. <laughs> but, yeah, you're absolutely correct. If long as everybody knows their role, you'll be fine. But, like I said, like, you start stepping out of line, you try to be the face of the franchise and you're just a role player, that's when things go left. Yeah, man. You don't you don't you don't you don't get a next contract right now. You gotta learn to just take this five hundred thousand and just let it roll, man. Exactly. I think everybody a regular person would be happy to play for five hundred thousand. Like you'll get the big check eventually. Right. You let them tell me they pay me five hundred thousand dollars still on the bench. See, I'll be handing out water like a man, man. <laughs> But anybody need a towel? There you go. <laughs> you can have my seat. I sat on the floor as long as they can. <laughs> like, you be ready. Be like Austin Reeves, man. You be ready. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> for real. Oh, man. But, yeah, you definitely got to love thy neighbor. That's very important. Yeah. I do, man. I do. So, at this point in my pod, I always turn over to my guests, and you can ask me any question you want. Okay. Uh, I do have a couple. I have to wrote down a couple questions. Uh, I always study and observe. Um, going back to the whole fatherhood standpoint, man, what is that? How do you, like, what was that feeling knowing that I'm about to, like, when you saw your son or your, uh, yeah, when you saw your son come into the world, did you feel some type of shift or, like, how was it? How was that feeling? Oh, man, a lot of different emotions came across. Like, I was ready, but you never know until the moment happens. It was just overwhelming happiness. Like, yes, he's here. And then you just look at your child as they grow over the years, and you start seeing a little personality start to come to the forefront and things of that nature. And it's just a beautiful thing, man. It's a lot of emotion, man. Yeah, that's pretty dope, man. <laughs> Definitely, man. And like my oldest, he's like my twin, literally. Like he looks like me. He he just like me. Yeah. Does that scare you? Is it like stop being like me? Like only I can be me, or is like how does that feel? It's crazy, man. Cause I, cause my my youngest is starting to turn into me as well too. So it's like just having twins, man. Oh man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll be looking at them sometimes, like the conversations they be having and the things they'll say is like, what? Are you sure you haven't been here before? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely an experience. I just take it one day at a time because you learn something new every day. So, True. Well, my other question for you, um, just the whole podcasting, man, what, what was your vision? What made you start podcasting? Oh, man, so that's the, the most popular question that is asked of me. So what got me started into it was it was just like a hobby at first. Um, like I did a couple episodes early on with like some of my friends to see how it would go. And I liked it. So over time, I started falling in love with like listening to other podcasts, whether it had to do with um, sports, finance, business, um the music entertainment business, things of that nature. I just started listening to a variety of different things. And then the more and more I started doing it, the more and more I started falling in love with it, starting to get to know people from around the world, listen to people's 
backstories, their careers, goals, and hopes and dreams and things of that nature. And I just really started loving it. So that's amazing. So how many episodes have you done? Do you do seasons or do you just continue episodes? Um, so this is getting near the end of season three. So your guests, I believe, one hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like crazy good though. Like that's crazy, man. Do you, do you remember your first one? Okay, so compare yourself. I know there's just like a lot of stuff. Like for me, I never forget my first. So like I always like, okay, I'm gonna remember this day because down the line I'm going to grow so much. So do you remember that first ever episode and like the chills and the anxiety and making you know, do you remember that feeling? Oh man, it was like it was a mixture of everything. Cause like my first time like doing a podcast, so it was a mixture of the excitement, and nervousness, and like like you said, hearing your own voice is like, how was I gonna sound? What was I going to talk about? Like, all that stuff was running through my mind. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And then mine is, visual, mine is a visual. I don't know if you've seen it, but mine is a visual podcast. So, like, I was, it was also, on top of that, it was like, okay, making sure the scenery is great and making sure I look good and making sure, you know, <laughs> looking out for my guests and, you know, just trying not to mess up because I know people are watching me, you know. There's people out there with those expectations who are ready to critique you. So you got to make sure you don't give them no food in their bowl to eat off of. So, yeah, I definitely uh, relate to you in that aspect. Of. Yeah, man. So I just feel like I've been doing it for like two and a half years. So I've seen a lot of growth within just not the podcast, but most importantly, me as a person. So, yeah. So, so I really admire that. That's really cool. Yeah, so like like you, because I have merch for the podcast too. Like I have hoodies. Like one of the guests that I interviewed like a few months back, he does the merch for me. So, oh, that's dope. See, there's power, everybody, in your relationships and this and Because you never know who God gonna put in front of you, man. Because the crazy thing was, I would just go and it's one of those like short like stores where they just like design your shirts and stuff like that. I would just go in there to see what type of um, things they do, uh, what type of shirts, hats they sell, and things of that nature. And I was just asking for price and just looking around. That's how it started. And then one thing led mm-hmm. to another. He made merch for me. And then I invited him onto my podcast to be a guest. And then the rest was history. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, man. So... Like, also, like, on the side, like, I create content for my YouTube channel because, like, I react to, like, hip-hop music and anime, so. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I was seeing that uh, come across my feed, uh, and I was like, okay, that's pretty dope. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, man, so just between fatherhood and working and running my own stuff, like, just just handling things one at a time, man. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I'm learning that, too, and obviously you have more skin in the game than I do. Uh, just because of age and stuff like that, but I'm learning to uh, decompress and not let so much stuff overwhelm me. And my girlfriend is a big uh, part, and while I do that, she kind of slows me down because I'm a very fast-paced person. So it's just like, okay, I did this, now I got to do this. And okay, now I did this, now I got to do this. Okay, I'm only going to get three hours of sleep. I'm going to wake up and work this. I'm going to do this. And like, she kind of slows me down. Like, so you need to have some time for yourself to breathe and to like just relax. And so that helped me. Like, all that anxiety and that fast heart rate that was going on, she really like, you know, made me like, oh, at least I breathe. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm seeing that right now. Absolutely. Like, a lot of people, because we all have, like, like you said, we're always on the go, looking to see what's going on in the present and the future, but we never take time to just sit down, relax, and just enjoy life itself. Yeah. Because yeah. we only get one. <laughs> we're not a cat. We don't have nine lives, so. Never to the fullest. So I know she's definitely proud of what you're doing now and the man you're come be coming into. So yeah, I, I, I think so too. I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Because when I first came across your profile, I'm like, yo, this, look at this young GQ man right here. <laughs> <You're> crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, seriously, man, I'm very proud of the things you got going on, what you're doing, man. And I know God's going to send more blessings your way, man. Yeah, Dez, I appreciate that. Uh, like I said, it was just an amazing 
honored to sit here and be on your podcast and talk to such a like-minded person and yourself. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I continue to watch you, continue to uh, admire and respect the things that you're doing, not only on the podcast, but as a person. Um, right. And thank you again for allowing me to be a guest on your podcast. No doubt, man. Um, before we end this, is there any last message that you would like to leave with the listeners? Do you have anything new coming up in the near future? And would you like to share your social media handles? Um, starting off with the social media handles, uh, my my YouTube is just Jonathan J. Williams. Um, my Instagram is I am Jonathan J. Williams. Um, just to leave everybody off with something, and this is something that's been speaking to me. If you have the chance to be anything in life, just be yourself. You hear that, people? It's nothing wrong with being yourself. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> like, I feel like people get caught up with so much what's going on with social media and things of that nature. They try to live a certain lifestyle. I'm like, you're not that person. You have to live your life. Yes, don't be the cheap copy of the great original. You can be yourself, folks. Exactly. The original majority of the time is better than the remix. Yeah. So, so I just want to say thank you, Jonathan, once again for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I want you to enjoy the rest of your day ahead and don't work too hard, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. Not Sunday is my Sunday is my day to just kind of relax. I only work six days a week when it comes to everything. Like I said, uh, going forward, um, I tell everybody this, man, I really mean this. I'm not just saying it because we're on air. If there's anything you ever need from me or anything I can do to possibly serve you in any aspect, feel free to reach out. Um, nothing's too big. Nothing is too small. And like I said, once again, thanks for allowing me to be here. It's very humbling, and I can't wait to see what God does in your life next. Man, appreciate it, brother. You take care, man. God bless. God bless, bro. Take care.